Well, hello there. Thank you for joining today. Welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your host, Cardelia Reed. And I um, there is something that's been sticking out to me a lot lately, and it just keeps coming up, keeps coming up. And that is how to stay encouraged in the spirit. And I think that I want to put that in the spirit part because I think everybody talks about staying encouraged. I think that, you know, it's something you talk about and you hear all the time and it's a whole lot easier said than done. Right. I find that when I try to stay encouraged flesh rise, I don't. So it's not going to happen. But when I do it in the spirit, it's a whole lot more sustainable than it is in the flesh. And that's something that you have to understand how to first go into the spirit before you can even understand how to be encouraged in the spirit, right? So um, this show, I want to talk a little bit about that. And first, let me just tackle the the spiritual part. Um, You know, this is season three of the podcast. And a lot of people that's probably listening to this season are ones that are really hungry for spirituality and already spiritual. And I say that because when we talk about the spiritual realm, we talk about the time that you actually spend with the Holy Spirit. And that is the time you give back to him that you owe, right? So when you're spending that time with him and you just start praying in the spirit, and that's just speaking to him in tongues, speaking in your natural language, uh, there is a connection that occurs there. And that connection is comes out literally the flow of life, your daily instruction. And, you know, the Holy Spirit just puts a lot of things on you. Very good. Rain down on you. It could be love, peace, joy. Um, it could be what's going to happen that day, what happened yesterday that you could correct, what's going to happen, you know, in the future that um, you may not even know what's going to happen in the future. You just, he just start giving you visions about things. You just, you'll have no idea when it's going to happen. But the point that I'm trying to create is, When you're connecting with the Holy Spirit, you're connecting with his spirit. And then that spirit is giving you the peace that you need to um, just be sustained throughout the day. Okay, that's a little bit of a tongue twister. But he gives you the peace that you need. And it's not something that you can just literally just, you know, walk in the day and just say, okay, I have peace, I have peace, I have peace. It's, It's not like that. It's spending that time intentionally. Letting the Holy Spirit rain on you, everything that's going to happen. And maybe not everything that's going to happen is the actual right phrase, but just spending that time there in the spiritual realm where you're enjoying just um, everything that he has to offer. Most importantly, his love, his peace, right? Okay, so that's what I mean when I say in the spirit, okay? And um, with that, um, I want to give you some examples from the Bible And then I'm going to go back to how to do it in the spirit. I hope that sounds good, right? So, I really do hope, by the way, you know, if you're listening to this show, I hope that you're enjoying this season. And I hope that you're finding ways to stay encouraged. Because in a world that's not so encouraging, and I'm being sarcastic, there's nothing out there that's encouraging at all. You literally have to go about and be intentional about finding your own way of staying encouraged. And um, I tell you, depending on what you're trying to do in life, the more the enemy will try to come at you from being, uh, just to try to get you to be more discouraged than ever. So, um, I want to go to, um, if I can... I want to go to 2 Samuel. And in 2 Samuel, um, we, there's a story about um, King David 
and his daughter Tamar and Amnon and Absalom. And in that, you see that um, Tamar is actually raped by her half-brother Amnon, who became obsessed with her, right? He became so obsessed with her um, that she made advances at her. She was not interested. He eventually raped her because he was strong. And then... It says in Second Samuel thirteen verse twenty. I'm sorry, thirteen chapter twenty first verse that when King David heard of all of this, he became wroth. Okay. Now, if you look up what wroth actually means, W R O T H, what wroth actually means, it means full of anger, just wrathful. And however, what happens though when he finds out? about this, he becomes wrathful, but he does nothing. Now, wrath means full of anger, wrathful. King David was very distraught about his daughter being raped. However, he did nothing. And I want to ask you a question. Knowing what wrath means, when was the last time you were wrath? And you did nothing, especially over a situation that disturbing. Can you think of it? Okay. <laughs> Neither, well, recently I can. I will tell you that, but not any time before then. Because there's something in you, there's something that wants that justice, that wants, you feel like you have to do something, right? Well, when you're spending time with the Holy Spirit, and let's just say you spent some time with Him that morning. And then something like this come up and he says, you know what? I'm going to handle it. Don't do anything. I am your avenger. How much do you trust him to do that? Right? Because let's, let's think about this. This was King David. He had a temper problem. He might kill you if you tick the mouth port pretty bad. I mean, not just for the sake of killing you, but look at Bathsheba's husband. You know, I'm sure he was angry with David because of what happened between them. Right. So King David was known to have a temper problem. It's just that simple. And with that, all the examples that we see, well, King David went through a lot, even when he slayed Goliath. OK, when when he did that, he was able to go to the Holy Spirit and he declared that victory. Right. But the Holy Spirit was with him. Even as a child, even when people came against him, they want to kill him. He still went to the Holy Spirit and he asked them what to do. So at this time, the Bible doesn't say technically that David went to the Holy Spirit. This is during my time with the Holy Spirit. He actually gave this to me. He said the reason why David did not do anything is because I told him not to. And by way of logical reasoning, King David went to the Holy Spirit with everything. He had a heart for God. And that was important. So there's no way something this disturbing would happen and he not go to the Holy Spirit. So let's just kind of think about it like that also. So he became wroth and nothing happened. But yet he trusted God. And yet he had to watch this happen with his own kids. How encouraged do you think he was? So what's going on here is that King David's encouragement, level of encouragement, had to somehow um, be, I guess the word is balanced by his trust in the Holy Spirit. Okay, so in other words, he had to kind of trust the Holy Spirit to stay encouraged. Does that make sense? And with that... Flesh-wise, he was still very sad. 
he cried a lot because that that was those were his kids. His son Amnon had been killed. His daughter had been raped. And here we have his son Absalom that was so angry with King David for not doing anything. He actually rose up against his father with an army of men. That's pretty bad. How encouraged do you think he was? Right? Now, I want you to remember, King David was King David because he had a heart for God. All right? So that in and of itself helped him maintain his peace. Now, you can look at this story and you can see, flesh-wise, without the Holy Spirit, it is impossible to stay encouraged. I'm just going to be 100% honest with you. We live in a world where there's the fall of man. You turn on the news, which I clearly don't watch local news anymore. Um, and I, I, I'm very selective about the news that I read because it's so depressing. At the end of the day, you find your mind going places after looking at all of that, all of the the, the death in the news, all of the, uh, you know, just the injustice. It's so disturbing. It's so unpeaceful. It's almost like if you look at that on a consistent basis, you're asking for something to disturb your peace, right? And then you find yourself, any little thing starts shaking you. Like, oh my gosh, why is this happening? I'm discouraged. So in the flesh, not only you have to be very specific about what you guard that goes inside of you, right? But you have to understand that with man alone, with flesh alone, it is impossible to be to be encouraged. It's just that simple. Now... Through God, once again, all things are possible, right? So David, who was flesh at the time, was able to maintain his peace because he trusted God. That was so, I cannot stress how important this factor is. You have to trust God, all right? Understand, understand, all right, that you cannot do it alone. Number two, understand you have to trust God. There are some things in this world that's just going to make you wroth. I was recently in a situation where I was wroth <laughs> for months at a time. And, you know, and thank God for these situations because through persecution, we suffer persecution with Christ comes growth. That's how God uses you and prunes you. And, and, and literally, he wants to show you what, who he is and how he can make you become a better person through your trials and persecution, right? So I was pretty rough, okay? And I had a, I had a plan as to how I was going to take care of it. And lo and behold, the Holy Spirit said, no, absolutely not. I'm going to do it. And I trust God. I trust the Holy Spirit. And I had to agree to let him do it and then let it go. That's the only way. Now, mentally wise, because if I, if I had not done that, I would have been more disturbed when I got out of the situation than when I was in there. Okay. And that's not what you, a lot of people will leave a situation because it's so bad. And then they'll get worse because they feel they felt like they should not have been in that situation. Well, I encourage you, if you ever feel like you're going through something bad, look at the life of King David. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, there's, there's countless stories in the Bible, but he had so many issues, but in every example, you will see how victorious he became because of his trust and belief in God. And he knew exactly who he was in Christ. And once again, his heart for God. Now, Number I talked about number two. He trusted God, right? So let's let's move to number three. Number three is that God still came through for David. 
Now, it was a little bit of a while, but Absalom, his own son, being against him, if you go to 2 Samuel 13, chapter 21st verse, you see that Absalom sat under some trees with his mule, and literally a branch started coming around his neck, and the mule moved, and Absalom was hanging from the trees, and he died. Very supernatural. And that was on the earth. You know, that wasn't like somewhere out there in the universe where, we, you know, can't possibly ever happen. But that was here on the earth. And I say all that not to insult you. But if this example was left for us in the Bible, what do you think God is capable of doing now for us? Now, certainly I'm not encouraging or I'm not literally saying, you know what, God's going to kill our enemies. And that's not at all what I'm getting at. Because David did not even consider Absalom his enemy. That was his son, right? So God handled it the way he saw fit or whatever. It happened, right? Um, So it's a really interesting story because we see where we understand where Absalom was angry. But, you know, Absalom himself probably had some broken issues. And then the literally the wickedness said, I'm going to kill my father because of X, Y, and Z, right? It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, God took care of it, right? So here we see fit that we've got King David. Now he's got two dead sons and a daughter who's literally never recovered from that situation. Now, God, uh, excuse me, King David trusted God. God did handle it. But things still were not 100% back to normal, right? Things had changed. But one thing I will tell you, Although things change earthly-wise, heavenly-wise, in the supernatural realm, things change too. Because every time King David went through something major, he grew in his faith in Christ. He grew in his spirituality. He grew in everything that God had for him. So you can see where with the Holy Spirit, he stayed encouraged, right? Because he continued to be King David. Nowhere after this story do you see the fall of King David. He stayed King David. He, I mean, literally, his name is down in history because of everything that he went through. He was still King David. So I want you to understand nothing changed. And his identity became even stronger in Christ because of that. So I want you to see that if King David had all of these issues, what makes you think that you are 100% exempt of this? You know, a lot of times I, I got a parking ticket today. I wasn't very happy about that. But I'm going to tell you, that is ridiculous. And the Holy Spirit said, you know, you really got to see this for what it is. He said he can take care of the parking ticket. And it wasn't even a, that it couldn't be taken care of. It was, I didn't want a parking ticket. That's minute. It really is. It comes down to what are we believing God for? What are we trusting him for? And why do we even need to stay encouraged? Why do we need to stay encouraged anyway? When we have the Holy Spirit with us, being discouraged is not an option. It's not an option. It's never because it is a part of um, saying that we don't trust God enough to provide for us. And also, it's not even praising him. And we know when we praise, things move in the supernatural realm and things are changed in our situation. Right. So I think at the end of the day, we've got to remember that when we form that bond with the Holy Spirit, we have the things that Jesus says we have. 
We have everything. We have everything. It is already given to us. And we often forget that when the enemy comes in and what it looks like in the natural, he's taking things away. But in the supernatural, God is saying, I already have that for you. This is a principle that King David understood. That's why he was able to do nothing. And I think doing nothing is huge. I really do. Back to the situation that I just went through. Doing nothing was huge for me. But the growth that I received was exponential and spiritually wise. And I will tell you, God is taking care of that. I, I see it happening right before my eyes, literally. So, and it's, it's still not done. It's still not done. So I just want to tell you that um, I talked to so many people um, I don't want to say daily because that would not be right. I talk to people often who are pretty discouraged. And these are believers. And it's just easy to get discouraged. If the enemy knows that something that part of your destiny is encouraging people and leading people and making the best decisions because you are very happy people anyway, the first thing he's going to do is try to discourage you. It's just that simple. I started doing this podcast series back in January 2018. I've never had a problem with discouragement. But the enemy just started throwing things at me over and over and over and over and over and over again. They just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And it was like, okay, this is weird. I never had this issue before. And so you and I both know, you can just see from that example, that's definitely spiritual. Because if he can prevent me from being encouraged, then he can prevent everything else that flows out of that, right? So the same thing for you, whatever it is that you're trying to do for your life and you feel ultimately discouraged, number one means you're supposed to be doing it. (laughs) That's number one. And number two, it means um, how much time are you spending with the Holy Spirit? How much time? Because I'm going to tell you, if you're looking to be naturally encouraged, it's not going to happen. You've got to really make an intentional effort to have the, to spend that time with the Holy Spirit and feel the way God intends for you to feel and see things the way God wants you to see things from his perspective, from his eyes, from having the mind of Christ. That's where you're supposed to be. Your peace does not lie from your own flesh. It comes from the Holy Spirit. That's the only way you're going to have it. So when the enemy is trying to attack you, When you have the Holy Spirit, he can't get around that 360 degree garment that the Holy Spirit places on you that prevents those attacks from the enemy. He can't get around it. Your peace stays. Your peace stays. I can't stress that enough. And I find myself at this point in my life more peaceful now than ever. And there are things that I hear people talk to me about and I can, you know, the Holy Spirit will show me what's going on because he's just that good and faithful to us and our relationship with him. And I will say to them how I tell them what I think, you know, I said, well, this is what I'm getting. And they go, oh, you know, huh, I hadn't thought about it that way. And you know, whatever. Either way, the point that I'm trying to make is, you know, without giving specific examples, is that literally it's easy to see from just looking at their perspective, when you don't have the Holy Spirit, how you can be shaken by things. It's easy in the natural. It's easy to be shaken. Anything can shake you just about because we're flesh and we feel and we hurt. And in this life, there's a lot of pain. There's going to be pain. But God says, I am with you. I am with you the whole time. So I want you to understand that um, you're going to have these things and you're not going to naturally stay encouraged. It's just that simple. But within the Spirit, 
It's very, very possible. It's possible to keep your peace all day throughout the day. It's highly possible. It does happen. And that's why you see people who do spend time with the Holy Spirit not shaken when major things come to pass. They will become angered, of course. They will become hurt. But they're not to the point where they're ready to go out and kill people and start shooting places up where they're angry and they're yelling at everybody that they see in traffic or they, you know, they don't speak because they're so ill-tempered from what happened yesterday. That's why when we represent the Holy Spirit, we're joyous anyway. And when you do that, you're praising and you're changing things in the supernatural realm. And literally, there are things that supernaturally take place for you, just like with King David. It doesn't have to be (laughs) the trees killing somebody. But there are things that take place in the supernatural realm that you can't even see that changes things for you. And next thing you know, it is no longer an issue. It is no longer an issue, literally. So I just want you to keep that in mind as you go forth and you say to yourself, um, you know, I think I'm pretty rough today and I'm being funny. No one really says that, right? But just, you know, full of anger, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to happen and it doesn't have to stay that way at all. Um, what a red flag for me Uh, When I see people who are believers that are just complaining and just so full of um, irritation and frustration and all those things that the enemy brings, not that you won't feel it, but when they're constantly just verbalizing to the point where they're speaking a whole lot of, um, I want to say, negative words over their lives and the lives of others, where they're cursing, they're saying a lot of things, and they're very discouraged. The thing that goes up is... How much time are you spending with the Holy Spirit? I always, always, always ask a lot of my really close friends that. I always ask them that. Because the answer is always little to none. Especially when this is a very bad situation. Because when you're spending that time with the Holy Spirit, it's amazing how things get changed and how you're able to keep your peace a whole lot longer. And even if you find yourself up in a roar about something, And you have the Holy Spirit. He's going to show you what to do where it changes or something's going to change for you. So, oh, it wasn't that bad. It really wasn't that bad. When I got my parking ticket today, he said, I'll take care of that. And and I said, well, I was thinking to myself, why am I up in the row of a parking ticket? And it just comes down to I didn't want to get one. I mean, it's just that simple. I mean, that is the littlest example, but I tell you, people get very frustrated over parking tickets or even a speeding ticket. I mean, it really breaks their day. And that is, that's not God. And a lot of believers are like that. Now, I know that sounds very minute, but it's very, 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 very true. Because we can go all the way to something very disastrous happen. Like King David, someone getting killed, losing a loved one, losing a job, finances going bad, relationships going bad, all uh, surgery, you have no idea how it's going to turn out. We can go to something major and you're just distraught. I mean, there's no talking sense into you because you're so distraught about the situation, which is understandable. But once again, when you have the Holy Spirit, he speaks to you and there's an unspeakable peace that comes on you that keeps you encouraged throughout the whole situation. Because I'm going to tell you, you're not going to speak negativity when you're hearing the Holy Spirit in you because he's going to overcome all of that. It's not even going to have a chance, right? So you have to stay encouraged in the Spirit. Now, 
I think I kind of, you know, drove that point home. Um, I really do wish the best for you. I um, I know that um, this season has been a little, um, I don't want to say the dark side, but, you know, I try to keep it very encouraging. But there are things there, truths that God just wants us to know. And those are the things that I try my best to speak out, right? Uh, most importantly, um, one of the things that I'm just, I feel so honored and privileged to be a person that people come to a lot with a lot of things that's on their minds. And doesn't bother me at all. I'm just happy that I can be there for people. But I will tell you the most common thing. And once again, I can't stress it enough. And, you know, I've, I, I've been there. God has taken me there all the time. Is that, you know, you have to stay encouraged in the spirit. All right. Self-help books are almost just as good as when you read them and you close the book. That's it. They just don't last. They're not sustainable. You have to spend that one-to-one relationship with the Holy Spirit to feel, I mean, to literally feel it from within. Say, I maintain who I am and my identity is staying in Christ and I'm not going to let the enemy steal it because I'm discouraged, right? Because that's what he's essentially doing. So I just want to just literally... um encourage you to reach out to me. How about that? Encourage you to reach out to me. Um, give me feedback, love at cardelia.com. Um, let me know, um, how this podcast has been working for you. And, um, also you can reach me on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, um, all of the, a lot of the, um, the, the podcast, um, the podcast, what is it? Stations or whatever. I don't know. Media sites podcast.cardelia.com. Thank you for listening. I look forward to hearing from you. See you next time. Bye-bye.